Chapter 7 Wonderful Incarnation, Behavior of Sai Baba, His Yogic Practices, His All-Pervasiveness and Mercy, Leopard Devotee's Service, Master Kapadya's Plate Case, Going to Pandarpur. Wonderful Incarnation. Sai Baba knew all the yogic practices. He was well versed in the six processes of including dhoti, summit cleaning, by a moistened piece of linen, 3 inch breadth, 22 and a half inch in length, kandiyog, separating the limbs and joining them again, and samadhi, etc. If you think that he was a Hindu, he looked like a Yavan. If you think him to be a Yavan, he looked like a pious Hindu. No one definitely knew whether he was a Hindu or a Mohammedan. He celebrated the Hindu festival of Ram Nomi with all due formalities, and at the same time perm- permitted the sandal procession of the Mohammedans, and encouraged wrestling bouts in this festival. When the Gokul Ashtami came, he got the Gopal Kala ceremony duly performed, and on Eid festivals he allowed the Mohammedans to say their prayers, the Namaz and the Masjid. Once during the Mohoram, Festival, some Mohammedans proposed to construct a tazia or tabut in the masjid, keep it there for some days, and afterwards take it in a procession through the village. Sai Baba allowed it the keeping of the tabut on the four days, and on the fifth day got it removed from the masjid without the least compunction. If we say that he was a Mohammedan, his ears were pierced, he had holes according to Hindu custom in his ears. If we think that he was a Hindu, he advocated the practice of circumcision, though according to Mr. Nanasip Chandorka, who observed him closely, he was not himself circumcised. If you call him a Hindu, he he always lived in the masjid. If a if a Mohammedan, he always he he had always a duni, sacred fire there, and the following things, which are contrary to to contrary to Mohammedan religion: grinding on the handmill, blowing of the conch and bells, oblation in the fire, bhajan, giving of food and worship of of Baba's feet by means of of argya, water, were allowed there. If you think that he was a Mohammedan, the best of Brahmins and Agnihotris, leaving aside their orthodox way fell prostrate at his feet. Those who went to make inquiries about his caste were dumbfounded and were captured by his darshan. So, none could definitely decide whether Sai Baba was a Hindu or a Mohammedan. This this is no wonder, for he who completely surrenders himself to the Lord by getting rid of egoism and body consciousness thus becomes one with him and has nothing to do with any questions of caste or nationality. Baba saw no difference between any two castes and even between beings. He took meat and fish with the fakirs, but did not grumble when dogs touched the dishes with their mouths. Such a unique and wonderful incarnation was Sai Baba. On account of the merits of my past birth, I had a good fortune to sit at his feet and enjoy his blessing, his blessed company. The joy and delight I derived therefrom was incomparable. In fact, Sai Baba was pure anand and consciousness. I cannot sufficiently describe him, his greatness and uniqueness. He who took delight at his feet was established in his own self. Many sannyasis, sadhakas, and of all sorts of men aspiring for salvation came to Sai Baba. He always walked, talked, and laughed with them, and always uttered Alamalik, God is the sole owner. He never liked discussion or disputation. He always he was always calm and controlled, though irritable at times, always preached Vedanta, and nobody knew till his last who was Baba. Princes and poor people were treated alike by him. He knew the inmost secrets of all, and when he gave expression to them, all was surprised. He was the repository of all knowledge, still he feigned ignorance. He also liked, he also disliked honour. Such were the characteristics of Sai Baba. Though he had a human body, his deeds testified to his godhood. All people considered him as the god in Shirdi. Behaviour of Sai Baba Ignorant that I am, I cannot describe Baba's miracles. He got almost all the temples in Shirdi repaired, through Tatya Patil, the temples of Shani, Ganapat, Shankar Parvati, village deity and Maruti were put in order. His charity was also remarkable. The money he used to collect as Dakshina was freely distributed, 20 rupees to some, 15 or 50 to others, every day. People were immensely benefited by having Baba's Darshan. 
Some became hale and hardy. Wicked people were turned into good, good ones. Kusta, leprosy, was cured in some cases. Many got their desires fulfilled. Without any medicine being put in the eyes, some blind men got back their sight, and some lame ones got their limbs. Nobody could see the end of his extraordinary greatness. His fame spread far and wide, and pilgrims from all sides flocked to Shirdi. Baba had his asan near the duni, and always rested there. He sat there in meditation, sometimes without a bath. He used to tie a small white turban on his head and wear a clean daughter around his waist and a shirt on his body. This was his attire in the beginning. He first practiced medicine in the village, examined patients and gave medicines. He was always successful and became a famous Hakim, a doctor. A curious case may be narrated here. One devotee had his eyes quite red and swollen. No doctor was available in Shirdi. The other devotees took him to Baba. In such case, other doctors would have used ointments, onions, cow's milk and camphorated drugs, etc. Baba's remedy was quite unique. He pounded some biba, some carpus anacardium, marking nuts, and made two balls of them and thrust them on uh, in each eye of the patient and wrapped a cloth bandage around them. Next day, the bandage was removed and the water was poured over them. The inflammation subsided and the pupils became white and clear. Though the eyes were very delicate, the beaver caused no hurt but removed the disease of the eyes. Many such cases were cured, and this is only an instance in this regard. Baba's yogic practices. Baba knew all the processes and practices of yoga. Two of them will, will be described here. 1. Dhoti Kriya or cleansing process. Baba went to the well near the banyan tree at a considerable distance from the masjid every third day, washed his mouth and had a bath. On one occasion, he was seen throwing up his intestines cleaning them inside and out and place them on the jam tree for drying. There are persons in Shirdi who have actually seen this and who have testified to this fact. Ordinary dhoti is done by moistening a piece of linen 3 inches broad, 22.5 inch long. This piece is gulped down the throat and allowed to remain in the stomach for about half an hour after being reacted there and then taken out. But Baba's dhoti, but Baba's dhoti was quite unique and extraordinary. Kanda Yoga. In this practice, Baba extracted the limbs from his body and left them separately at different places in the masjid. Once a gentleman went to the masjid and saw the limbs of Baba lying at separate places. He was much terrified. He first thought of running to the village officers and informing them of Baba being hacked to pieces and murdered. He thought that he would be held responsible as he was the first informant and knew something of this affair. So he kept silent, but next day he went to the masjid. He was very much surprised to see Baba, hale and hearty as before. He thought that what he had seen the previous day was only a dream. Baba practiced yoga since his infancy and nobody knew or guessed his proficiency he attained. He charged no fees for his cures, became renowned as a famous by virtue of his merits. He gave health to many a poor and suffering person. This famous doctor of doctors cared not for his interests, but always worked for the good and the welfare of the others, himself suffering unbearable and terrible pain many a time in the process. One such instant I give below, which I will show, which will show the all-pervasiveness and most merciful character of Sai Baba. Baba's all-pervasiveness and mercy. In the year 1910, Baba was sitting near the duni on Duali and warming himself. He was pushing fire into the duni, which was brightly burning. A little, la a little later, instead of pushing logs of wood, Baba pushed his arm into the duni. The arm was scorched and burnt. This was noticed by the errand boy Ma Madhav and also by Madhavra Dishpande Sharma. They at once ran to Baba and Madhavra clasped Baba by his waist from behind and dragged him forcibly back and asked, Deva, what have you done? for what have you done this? Then Baba came to his senses and replied, 
The wife of a, back, of a blacksmith at some distant place was working at the bellows of a furnace. The husband called her. Forgetting that her child was on her lap, she hastily uh, got up and the child slipped into the furnace. I immediately thrust my hand into the furnace and saved the child. I do not, do not mind my arm being burnt, but I am glad the life of the child is saved. Leopard Devotee Service On hearing the news of Baba, hand being burnt from, Sh- from Sharma, Mr. Naraseb Chandorka, accompanied by the famous Dr. Parmanan of Mumbai with his medical outfit consisting of ointments, lint and bandages, etc., rushed to Shirdi and requested Baba to allow Dr. Parmanan to examine the arm and dress the wound caused by the burn. This was refused. Ever since the burnt arm was dressed by the leopard devotee Bhagwaji Shinde, his treatment consisted of massaging the burnt part with ghee and then placing a leaf over it, bandaging it tightly. Mr. Nanasaheb Chandorka solicited Baba many times to unfasten the bandages and get the wound examined and dressed by and treated by the Dr. Parmanan, with the object that it may heal fast. Dr. Parmanan himself made similar requests, but Baba postponed saying that Allah was his doctor and did not allow uh, the heir of Shirdi and did not allow his arm to be examined. Dr. Parmanan medicines were not exposed to the heir of Shirdi and they remained intact, but he had good fortune of getting Baba's darshan. Bhagaji was allowed to treat the hand daily. After some days, the arm healed and we all were happy. Still, we do not know whether any trace of pain was left or not. Every morning, Bhagaji went through the program of untying and bandages, massaging the arm with the ghee, tightly bandaging it again. This went on until Baba's Mahasamadhi. Sai Baba, a perfect siddhar as he was, did not really want this treatment. But out of love for his devotees, he allowed this upasana service of Bhagaji to go on uninterrupted all along. When Baba started for Lendi, Bhagaji held an umbrella over him and accompanied him. Every morning when Baba sat near the post near the duni, Bhagaji was present and started his service. Bhagaji was a sinner in his past birth. He was suffering from leprosy. His fingers had shrunk. His body was full of pus and smelling badly. Though outwardly he seemed so unfortunate, he was really, really very lucky and happy. For he was the premier servant of Baba and got the benefit of his company. Mr. Kapadde's play case. I shall now relate another instance of Baba's wonderful Leela. Mrs. Kapadde, the wife of Mr. Darasaheb Kapadde of Amaravati, was staying at Shiri with a young son for some days. On one day, the son got a high fever, which further developed into bubonic plague. The mother was frightened and felt most uneasy. She thought of leaving the place for Amaravati and went near Baba in the evening when he was coming near the Wada, now Samadhi Mandir. In his evening rounds for asking his permission, she informed him in a trembling tone that her dear young son was down with plague. Baba spoke kindly and softly to her, saying that the sky is beset with clouds, but they will melt and pass off and everything will be smooth and clear. So saying, so saying he lifted up his kafni up with, to his waist and showed all the present four fully developed bubos as big as eggs and added, see how I suffer, have to suffer for my devotees? Their difficulties are mine. Seeing this unique and extraordinary deed, Leela, the people were convinced as to how the saints suffer pains for their devotees. The mind of a saint is softer than wax. It is softer in and out as butter. They love, they love their devotees without any idea of gain and regard them as their true relatives. Going to Pandarpur, I shall now close the chapter after relating the story illustrating how Sawaba loved his devotees and anticipated their wishes and movements. Mr. Nanasaheb Chandoka, who was a great devotee of Baba, was a Mamlata at Nandurba in Kandesh. He got an order of transfer to Pandarpur. His devotion to Saba bore fruit as he, uh, as he got an order to go and stay at Pandarpur, which is regarded as the Bhaivakunta, oh, sorry, as the Bhuvaikunta, heaven on earth. 
Manasaheb had to take immediate charge, so he left the place without even writing or informing anybody at Shirdi. He wanted to give a surprise visit at Shirdi, his Pandarpur, see and salute his Vitoba, Baba, and then proceed further. Nobody knew of Nanasaheb's departure for Shirdi, but Sababa knew all this, about all of this, and his eyes were everywhere, omniscient. As soon as Nanasaheb approached Nimagaon a few miles from Shirdi, there was a stir in the masjid at Shirdi. Baba was sitting and talking with Mahasapati, Apashinde, and Kashiram when he at once said, Let us all four do some bhajan. The doors of Pandari are open. Let us merrily sing. Then they began to sing in chorus, the Baba of the song being, I have to go to Pandarpur and I have to stay on there, for it is the house of my Lord. Baba sang and the devotees followed him. After a short while, Nana Sahib came there with his family, prostrated before Baba, and requested him to accompany them to Pandarpur and stay with them there. This solicitation was not necessarily, as the was not necessary, as the devotees told Nana Sahib that Baba was already in the mood of going to Pandarpur and staying there. Hearing this, Nana Sahib was moved and fell at Baba's feet. Then after getting Baba's permission, with the sacred ashes and blessings, Nana Saheb left for Pandarpur. There is no end to Baba's stories, but let me now make a halt here reserving for the next chapter other topics such as the importance of human life, Baba's living on arms, Beja Bay's service, and other stories. Bada Shri Sai, peace be to all. Sri Sachitananda Sadguru Sainath Maharaj Ki Jai.